And it is revolting in the way that Greg Nicholson said as well because it's the suggestion that the issues of this country only matter to people like yourselves when they affect people of your own skin color. Every single one of us. We all think these things. Roman, the reason why I haven't switched mics off is because I really do believe that this is not about facts. There is emotion and you can't take emotion out of situation. It's just impossible. You can't. Hey, 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 just like, shut up. I, I need to say something to you. Of course, uh, you don't so, like so, to be spoken so, to. So, so, you don't so, like it at me. all. You always have to be the biggest voice in the room, but you're not today. Uh, shut up. Just shut up so I can talk, you idiot. Yeah, 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 listen, listen so, so help me understand. You never hear this on talk radio. They're all so friendly with each other on talk radio. They always go, ah, thank you. Well, you're entitled to your opinion and thanks for your call. No, that's not what people think. I guarantee you I've done 10 times more than any of you. If you want to no, 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 no. do a dick measuring competition, we can whip it out right fucking here. I know that, I know that some people may think that this kind of thing is just dangerous and destructive and unnecessary. But really, we have got to stop pretending that there aren't people who feel like Rory does. I'm a guest on the show. I don't care. Show. You can leave if you want to. No, not at all. Yeah, so, 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 so if you don't like it, and, then leave. And, there aren't people who yeah. feel like Jonathan does. You don't I feel like you have any racial prejudice in your mind. No, Socialized. but you can go ask the more than 20,000 black patients I've treated at Barra <laughs> willingly. Come on. You can't Fucking use, the, you can't use the, that, that argument. Oh, if I hate people. If I hate people based on their skin the, color. So why the, would I dedicate my life to helping all people? Jonathan, I don't discriminate Jonathan, on them. Jonathan. The thing is, we'll have these conversations amongst ourselves, right? Amongst yeah. our little groups. But when it comes to having these conversations with the people that you disagree with, then all of a sudden it's it's difficult to to have those conversations. People and, and you believe statistically and you're believing and you're believing that that is a fact. It is a fact that race is not an issue it's in about, this country. It's a, you believe it's about that you genuinely believe that. It's about things you have lost your damn mind in South Africa. And that's how we learn. Really, you need someone to test you to kind of make you expand your horizons. So many people say nothing, and as you said, they don't get confrontational, and all their thoughts and prejudices just fester. You know, and I think I think here's the here's the problem is is if we if we as a country believe we're going to move forward, we need to get to a point where uh, uh, people such as Ramon, such as Jonathan, are able to engage with the real issues of this country and and to engage with them honestly, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 and this for me is, is they're, claiming, they're claiming the higher ground, but their feet aren't touching that ground. Mm. Uh, and their feet aren't touching that ground because they refuse to, to, to acknowledge the reality of what's happening in the hearts and minds of ordinary South Africans, most of whom are black. The reason why I've been emotional in this, because it is an emotional thing, mm. right? To, to try and, and intellectualize this and to make this an objective thing. It's not an objective thing for me when, when, when racist incident after racist incident happens. And, 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 and it, it, it's, it's exactly that point that really it, it, it irritates me. And so I, I don't think I would have done this topic justice and been authentic about it if I had not responded 
uh, in, in an emotional, emotional way. way because mm-hmm. that's how I'm experiencing it, mm. right? And and I think until such point that we realize that we do need to acknowledge these emotions the same way they responded to the emotions of a girl who 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 was hurt by the words of somebody else. Why do they refuse to acknowledge that the, the emotiveness of everything else and everyone else's response to it, mm. right? Why why is it okay to address her emotions and not to address the emotions? Is because they do not see humans in us. That's ultimately what it's about. Mm. And that's where I'm leaving it. Are white tears worth 40,000 rand? 140,000. How are you, my friend? I'm good, bro. How you, you have to put your mic up now because I was thinking you were going to get angry right off the bat. <laughs> eh? That was a little snippet from last week's show where we had the Renegade Report in speaking about our white tears worth 140,000 rand. It got very, very heated. Uh, in studio, we uh, decided to dedicate this show no, to, like you have any... to to reflect on uh, on a little bit on that show. Uh, to take a, a moment back, we we often as South Africans and as people don't take a moment to reflect on uh, crazy situations. And uh, this is what the show is about. We want to reflect on all the craziness that happened last week. Get into it, understand it a little bit more, ask some questions. There have been so many tweets, so many uh, WeChat messages, so many conversations that uh, I think it's worthwhile. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I think think it's... I don't think it's right, right to <laughs> characterize it as craziness. That was real, man. I, I think, ah, uh, and, okay. and and an important thing here is how uh, we're quick to jump onto the this thing that, oh no, you shouldn't have or you should have, you know, mm. and take sides. But let's ask ourselves. I, I believe that in last week's show, we had uh, a characterization or at least a, a, an archetype of 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 many South Africans and how debate happens in this country, right? So. Yeah. So you had you had Rory, um, who who was who was who was very angry and emotional and so on, uh, but he's still the one that's engaging with white people and and still and still bothering to share uh, what he feels mm. about uh, uh, whether whether you like it or not. He's he's still the black still person there. that's still he's still in the room, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got Sitle, uh, who uh, from Rory's point of view is seen as this guy who is just allowing himself to be used. Uh, for an agenda that is that is really counter black in, in many respects, uh, so so you've got that one. But uh, from white person's point of view, he's seen as a good guy. Well done, good. And I'm using generalizations here about black mm. and white, right? Uh, well done, you 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 felt for other people and whatever. So he's being patted on the back by by white people. And then you've got Andrew, who uh, who was seen to be you know had this thing under control and so on, but is wrestling with feelings about uh, did I really take a stand? Did I really do the right thing he mm-hmm. leaves here feeling hmm what does does, does my silence in inverted commas uh, imply that i took sides uh, how do i how do i uh, how do i um how do i reconcile myself to that yeah. and then you've got the two guys who uh from rory's point of view again you're you're talking the classic uh the classic white liberal um and Anarchist, probably racist, racist undertones. You know, I, I only, uh, I've got ten thousand. Uh, I've, I've helped ten thousand black people, and therefore uh, I'm not racist. You know, it's it's that it's that type, that archetypical type. Um, and then you've got, and then you've got two two groups that weren't in the room, right? And that that's constantly what happens. You've got a group of black people that that are done with this conversation, mm. and aren't, aren't going to be bothered about uh, continuing to discuss anything with white people. They don't feel it's worth it. Uh, they feel that uh, you know white people must speak to white people, black people must speak to black people. We're over. We're not even mm. going to discuss. Why must why must you continue to? To, to explain yourself and justify yourself to white people. And you've got white people who are not in the room who are like, I'm not going to sit in the, in the same room as these people. These people need to get on with their lives and, 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 and work for, for everything that we've worked for. Right? So, so I think as a listener, you would have had the opportunity to say, okay, who do I most relate? Whose story do I most relate with here? Uh, and then to ask yourself, and I think a lot of people didn't do this, ask them, why do I relate with 
this person's story. Can I just take us one step back, Rory, which is to say what happened last week? Because I think the show was about this white tip. Um, I mean, we don't have to go over it again. Uh, many people know about it. A waitress was treated supposedly badly. Um, a whole bunch of people raised money for that person. And there's now this kind of moral and ethical question about should the money have been raised? We had the fundraisers who happened to also have a show uh, on, on Cliff Central called The Renegade Report. Um, I believe they were speaking to Franz Kronier from the IRR. What a sycophant <laughs> uh, last night. And um, we wanted to understand a little bit of as to what was going on. And it very quickly turned from, I suppose it very quickly turned into what it was, which was a front for race relations, I suppose, in South Africa, a symbol for race relations in South Africa, um, mm. which which played itself out in the studio um, to dramatic effects. I mean, being a participant in that in that whole discussion was absolutely incredible. How did it make you feel? It, it was quite clear apparent how I felt. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's <laughs> not get it just yet. You want to make an apology. Let's start there. You want to make an apology. And please, if you have any questions for us, for either Rory or myself, about last week's show, there were some burning questions. There were a lot of people phoning in. We couldn't take phone calls on WeChat, cliffcentral.com. Just hit us up with your questions as well as Twitter at Rory Sang Shabalala uh, or, or at Yebo underscore Ali Levy, Levy. Uh, yeah, you can uh, you can ask us your questions about last week's show. Lots of people. We'll go over some of the comments. There's some people tweeting at the moment about how we, we said on Twitter that uh, does Rory need to apologize because Rory wants to put an apology out, um, and people are saying no, not no, no, don't apologize. You you can't apologize for your feelings and so on. So it's really interesting that this is starting to come come up already. You want to make an apology. Let's start there. Let's I start do. there, and then we can get into into everything. I want to apologize to Ntokozo Kwabe. Oh. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I, I need to apologize to Ntokozo Kwabe. Uh, and there I thought you were apologizing to someone else. No, 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 no. I think, you know, it's it was very easy to jump to saying that he's foolish and so on. And then you have an experience like last week and you think, you know what? Here's the ultimate problem with, with, with everything that's happening here is we tend to remove these things from context, right? And context is an important thing. Uh, we get for Ndogoza to happen, number one, it didn't just happen in that moment. That was not an isolated incident. Mm. If you have walked, if you have taken the steps to Ob's Cafe and you have seen the things that you've seen, you've experienced the things you've experienced, by the time you meet the waitress, the waitress, uh, perhaps your, 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 your capital, your, your sympathy capital is, is worn out. Right, and this person just represents another person uh, that represents everything that you that that disgusts you and that you feel is an injustice, and you say what you say, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing is that he didn't write the the, the message as that's he important, says, right? Yeah. He, he's not the guy that wrote the message. Uh, he simply went on to social media and and I was reading. He said that he actually this person, this waitress, didn't cry, right? Uh, it wasn't, he, he meant it metaphorically and, and we, we weren't there. We don't know, right? But ultimately, my apology goes to Ntokozo Kwab. Everybody else, feel rocks. <laughs> All right. That's how we get it into it. Your apologies, Ntokozo. I'm, I'm still, I'm still of the feeling, personally, that Ntokozo's actions are human. That's what he is. The problem that I had was the Facebook thing. But again, is it such a problem? In in the grand scheme of huge problems, and I really mean this, in the grand scheme of huge problems, is this the, the thing that we should have spent as a country a week on? Worrying about Ntokozo Guabe's, you know, dealing with someone at at Ob's Cafe. I really don't think so. I well, really, really don't think so. It just, for me, it's a young, it's a young person doesn't matter what skin color and of course race is important it's a young person who's angry if i had to go onto every young person's facebook page and pull the angry crap that they write and then make a big deal about it i mean we'd be in big we'd be here for days i think it was an important moment for south africans to to note and and to be aware of what happened right so what happened there was in many people's eyes an act of aggression an act of black aggression against mm, a white person yeah, yeah. right if we don't wake up and if we don't realize that uh, 
this is if we don't see this uh, as as an escalation of things over time and that's why you can't remove this from you can't remove this from the context in which it happens yes if we as south africans don't wake up the next act of aggression by a black person to a white person might not be a message on a tip right it might be something an escalation and i think that was what that is part of what i think was frustrating about last week is that these things are serious things mm. you know we're not in the us you don't have the you don't have the luxury to come here and put yourself in a box and say i don't believe in this collectivist mindset what do you mean in a country where people were oppressed as a collective right you you don't have the, the the luxury in this country to come and say i don't believe in state or government intervention somebody said on 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 um on twitter i think said the invisible hand did not create this context so to assume that an invisible hand is going to make it go away is incorrect mm. right so you don't have this luxury we're not in the united states and we need to get we need to get people to understand that <clears throat> you can hold on to your to your to your purest ideals about uh, boxes that you fit into neatly but those boxes were created for a different society different context the very united states that these things uh, uh, come from is a very united states where they're still dealing with these many these issues many more years later than than we are mm. right? so we don't have that luxury we don't have if we are speaking about things like ubuntu for example ubuntu is which speaks about i am because you are and we all we when we're all happy we we, we speak about ubuntu and then you want to separate yourself from everybody and and say to and say no this is this is me this is how i feel and 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 so on yeah it's fine it's how you feel but does it fit within the context of this country mm. And what was frustrating for me was that the guys that came into studio came into studio really holding on to this individ- individualist type of uh, 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 mindset uh, that it's just about them and that what they were doing was just an act of just uh, feeling altruistic and feeling like they want to to help somebody and this is divorced from everything else that's happening in this country mm. and they were still unable to answer why in this instance and I still believe that those two guys were simply jumping onto a bandwagon and capitalizing uh, for their benefit for ratings now if 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 you look at last week you could say we use them for ratings right and people were so offended by it people were so offended so we we probably are going to this, the last week's show is going to be is going to be a highly rated show uh, a lot of people are going to listen to it and they were they were the props in in that show right mm-hmm. um but in the very same way they've used the situation and they've used the experience of that waitress as a prop and and then to say no no it's it's completely innocent it has nothing to do what with what's happening in the country i think is a big lie and i think is just disingenuous in the context of our country context is everything rory you've you've interviewed a number of people you've interviewed a number of people that that are, have got views that are different to yours that that uh, that you're irritated by that you dislike i wonder if it's the arrogance at which which these guys came in with that potentially acted as a symbol for you. Yeah, so they're not here, right? and it's very easy in hindsight to say, I, I don't know what it was, right? Uh, I, I I was very clear that it, I I, w- I knew that it was going to be a heated show, but I didn't I didn't expect fully that it was going to go in the direction that it went in. Uh, but I think that the, the important thing is, and it speaks to I think what we're trying to do here, mm-hmm. me and you. Um, this is not a game. Right? The issues of this country aren't on some game. It's not about oh oh uh, one point to you, zero to me. Let's let's. Oh, it's just a very cool debate. You know, mm. Roman sends me a, a, a text later that evening. Oh, good battle, Rory. Yeah, you're like yeah. Let's do it again sometime. Again sometime. <laughs> you know, this is not a game. The issues that our country is facing are not games. So for you to take these things and play with them as if it's a game. Is really frustrating you and know? offensive to you. It, it's extremely offensive because because these are real people's lives. Now, it needs to be said. I don't. I I probably don't fit into the classic 
demographics of the people that suffer the worst of of mm. of, of the effects in this country, right? I've I, I am privileged in many ways. So it's not about me. It's not about what what what's happening in my life. But but there's a story out there. There's a conversation that's happening out there that's far bigger than this 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 echo chamber that we're in. And and that conversation is bigger than you. But for you to come in here. And to hold out these things and say the things that that you say that 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 remove themselves from what's happening out there, I think is just it, it, it's disgusting. So, what we saw last, what this whole fundraising thing was, uh, which is which which uh, which fails to see. For example, I said that this is probably this is this for me is part of just the ongoing racial cold war in this country, mm. right? And and there is a racial cold war. And I mean it in the sense that it hasn't yet it hasn't yet burst out it hasn't it hasn't yet burst out into the streets um we haven't we haven't yet started to see uh you know wide scale race based violence and so on we're still in that space where every now and then you will see a penny sparrow come who who are the last two that have just happened Matthew and then Tennyson or Matthew whatever, Tennyson yeah. and then the judge and then you've got this this the simmering feeling where we all go into our little corners and we say things about each other and mm. and we will do we will we'll snipe things right so we'll write let we'll write notes on on waitresses uh bill cold war these these things are, are are part of an escalation and to see this script playing itself out and then to insert yourself in it uh in a way that is just self-serving, I think is just it's just disgusting. I want to I want to play you something um, from from Gareth's show the next day. Uh, it was one of uh, the listeners who uh, who who knows us quite well um, has been on the show actually as one of our one of our listeners, and um, let's let's hear what she had to say. But honestly, I just thought that Rory was a bit of a bully yesterday uh, to everybody that came on. Um, so I didn't find it constructive. At all, okay. So, so that um, that was Jordan talking about how unconstructive it was. Something around, you know, we we saw a lot of comments on Twitter, a lot of comments specifically from white Twitter audience about politeness and how angry they were as you know the broadcaster Rory Sung was just totally out of, you know, he was out of his league. He was just, you know, you can't be like that. You can't act like that if you're the interviewer. And people know you from the show as being the polite one. I'm normally the one that loses control. And you're normally the one who's very calm, collected. And obviously emotions can't be managed and they can't be policed. So you felt what you felt. We weren't really broadcasters last week, were we? Yeah, so we, we broke we broke all the cardinal rules probably. Uh, of broadcasting, all the cardinal rules I I probably don't know enough of <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, but just by looking at but just by just by looking at it, yes, we did. But I think this issue of politeness is something that we need to reflect on again as a country. You know, I I, I personally don't feel that most of the people that are demanding that I should have been polite are specifically trying to defend the virtue of politeness. Because mm. let's let's be honest, when when let's say Gareth is impolite to somebody uh, on air, and and is, if Zuma and came says, onto the show, if Zuma came onto the show, even when he's not on the show, the things that get said and so on, right? No one says no, no, no. That's impolite. So mm. then we need to reflect on what was it about this instance where you now feel that politeness is required? Is it because it was a black person who was being impolite to a white mm, person, mm, mm. or is it because you could relate with the white people more, not because of anything else, but because maybe that their story seemed to gel with what you're thinking, and now you feel you're you're the you're on the receiving end but when 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 impoliteness is being meted out <clears throat> to people that don't fit into the the general consensus of of who we are as an audience and so on then we don't have a problem mm. so i'm i'm wary in in this i'm wary about this thing of people you know saying we should have been polite and so on martin luther king also speaks about the white moderate and he says you know I'm I'm increasingly convinced that the enemy of of our struggle, the biggest enemy of our struggle, is not in their context, is not the Ku Klux Klan, mm-hmm. is not the is not the, the is not the individual who are not those guys who are going around uh, uh, hanging what, black people and so on. He says probably the biggest enemy of our revolution as a people is is the white moderate, and he says because the white moderate 
generally seems to prefer uh generally seems to prefer order over justice yes. right so it's constantly no 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 we, there must be order and so on rather than justice and there comes a point where where that that scale tips because you're trying to say to me after all again if you if you take this in context we have had how many shows over the past is it 2 years mm-hmm. uh, close to 2 years that we've been doing this we've been having these conversations yes. and by the way the guys that were here last week have been listeners of our show for a very long time uh so to so to then say after all of this time that no let's keep talking and and then to to be met with that level of uh to be met with that level of 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 perceived arrogance I think it's something that needs to be something that needs to be to be looked at because if we've been speaking for two years with and we've been having a conversation and you want me to continue to, and I've been polite the whole way through, right? At which point do I do I start asking myself? But is this getting through? Right? Mm. If if this stuff doesn't get through and if you can come on here with the level of arrogance that I saw last week, then this stuff is not getting through. Then what's the point? All right, 9.30, we are uh, talking about, frankly speaking, about last week, unpacking what happened as a microcosm for South Africa in studio. If you didn't catch last week's show, check it out on the podcast. Uh, we have Jordan on the line. She wants to uh, speak her mind, Rory. Um, Jordan, good morning to you. Andrew, Rory, hi. Um, I don't have so much to speak my mind, but just to ask Rory. Uh, I don't mind him not being polite. You know, especially where we sit at the moment, I think that's acceptable not to be polite. But you seem to be so angry last week, right from the start, and you were a bit of a bully, and I, I don't understand why. Jordan, what do you define as being a bully? Oh, uh, gosh. When people gave explanations, you attacked those explanations. You didn't, you couldn't accept that that was their personal feeling. That was their personal experience. You seem to want to have them agree with your experience. I don't know if that makes any sense. Can I ask you something, Jordan? When mm. in your in your life, when someone explains something to you and you disagree with it, you know, you've been angry before, haven't you? No, completely, absolutely. So that's why I'm saying I understand. So that maybe anger. you are a little bit uncomfortable with Rory's anger. No, no, not at all. Um, I, gosh, I I didn't find, I didn't find it constructive in, you know, Roy, you you said that there's this, there's this underlying cold war, but what you did last week was not an underlying cold war. That was out and out war, open. And that's what happens. What, that's what happens when we get tired of, of, of constantly speaking. I think here's the thing. As black people, and I'm speaking as a black person, as black people, we've become very good at, calmly articulating the rage that's inside of us about all of the injustices that are happening in this country we we've become very good at we've become very good at being polite about it and i think what what tends to be missed is that the fact that i am articulating myself in a polite and calm way you start to assume that what i'm feeling is also calm and polite and whereas what's belying that is is a deep anger and a deep rage so then you start doing arrogant things like like what we're seeing with this fundraising thing and uh, because you you think that we're not feeling i think it's it, you you can continue to expect politeness and so on but it's not it's not an accurate reflection of what's being felt. And in that moment, in that moment when this burst out, like we said, this was a, sort of a microcosm of what's happening in broader society. Uh, so when that happens, no one is going to say, oh, look, you're an anarchist or whatever, some liberal, leftist, whatever. Let's <laughs> leave you alone because you're not part of the collective. When that happens, it's going to be as out of control, if not more out of control than I was. And then what do you do? All right, so then my next question is to you is, what if white people are angry as well? Then white people should be angry. I don't, well, what do I say about white people being angry? Let them be angry. Well, Jordan, I'm going to cut you there just because we, we've got lots, uh, yeah, lots to discuss. No, and, uh, please do keep listening. Thank you so much for your call. 0861-555-189 is the number to dial if you want to tune in. I think Jordan raises a very interesting issue though, because one of the things that fascinates me is this idea of black anger versus white anger. And white anger is a narrative in this country that we know. We're almost expecting it. I know that sounds weird, but we're almost expecting it. But black anger, people, and specifically white people, are very scared of because they don't know how to deal with it. They don't know where it's going to go, and they're not in control of it. 
So we're used to the Mandelas of this world, quiet diplomacy of, you know, of, of the black man and woman. But the Malemas we don't understand. And I think Eusebius uh, Makaiser said an interesting thing the other day saying, um, people often think that when people are emotional, they lose logic. And that's simply not the case. It's simply not the case that you lose any irrational thought when you, when you, or rational thought when you become emotional. Um, I think it's, you see, there's, there's a couple of things here about emotion. One, the guys last week were insisting that, uh, we don't want to have an emotional, um, we want, we don't want to have an emotional engagement. This is just about the head. And, and so you can insulate yourself from what's happening in reality mm. by intellect, but it doesn't make what's happening in reality go away. Right. And emotion is not a lower form of expression, which they seem to, to, to seem to suggest. Emotion is a legitimate form of expression. Um, and emotion is data as well. So you see emotion and you ignore it because, oh no, we can't be emotion. But emotion, emotion is data, right? The intellectual conversations that we have about land in this country stem on both sides or on all sides from an emotional place. These emotions are not going to disappear mm. simply by us ignoring them. Uh, and we need to learn. And, and this is, and I think this is part of black anger is is this this refusal to acknowledge that this is what happened so so now we're probably at a point where everybody's no 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 we agree that it happened but can we move on no 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 we don't do this in our personal relationships you don't you don't uh, upset your girlfriend uh Let's say you, you, you came back late last night. You don't, you don't, you don't resolve the issue by saying to her, yes, I admit I came back, uh, I came home late last night. Can we get on with it? Mm. She wants you to engage with how it made her feel for you to understand why that thing is. But there's this refusal, blanket refusal to, to accept. And I did something interesting on Twitter as I was getting the hate tweets and, and so on. I started responding in that way to many people. I said, ah, this happened yesterday. Get over it. And people, some people are getting very upset and animated by the fact that, yes, your, this thing happened, this thing happened yesterday, but your bad manners, your bad manners are not in the past and it's revolting. Ah, okay. So then what I do, did is I repurposed that and I said, people, who, who keep saying, oh, if you, if you think, if you think apartheid is in the past and we should get over it, this is what this person is saying. Yeah. He says apartheid must have happened in the past, but, uh, but the, you know, your bad behavior isn't in the past and it's revolting. And this guy retorts and said, I didn't say that you're putting words in my mouth, but so, well, the principle is the same, you know, so I started throwing out, I started throwing out Gareth's, uh, People really don't understand free speech thing, right? And then we, you see when, when, when it's somebody else who's doing it and it's not, uh, your hero or somebody that you closely relate to, then you struggle with. Then it becomes a problem. Then it becomes a problem. Uh, somebody else was asking me, you should feel, you should feel ashamed of, uh, of yourself uh, for the things you said. No, I don't feel ashamed. Uh, and then I asked her, do you feel ashamed about apartheid yet? Uh, silence. Right, mm. you. We expect that the other person must must feel this thing, yes. uh, but you're not feeling ashamed for anything. So this thing where we we try to to pretend like these emotions are not in the room, where we try to to even uh, suggest that it's a lower form of expression, I think is is at the heart of why we're failing to connect as people. We've mm. been speaking on this show for close to two years, speaking to people's minds, but it clearly hasn't changed the hearts. If you if if we still see the things that we see. All right, we've had uh, a few callers on hold for a little while. Hamotz and Tuli from Pretoria, good morning to you. Hey, and how's it going? I'm very good. I'm very good, man. You wanted to weigh in on uh, your thoughts of last week's show? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that this the show wasn't... Hey, Rory, how are you, man? Hey, Tada. Good, good. So, I, so I got myself thinking quite a bit. I listened to the show um, twice, actually, and it was very interesting. And I should say, big up to you guys around how you handled um, the topic. Um, and, I, I, in fact, I have to agree with, with Rory in what he was just saying now. Now You know, there's this tendency to tell people how they should react to um, what feels so immediate to them. It's just nonsense, um, if I'm just going to be honest with you. Very nonsense because, um, and I'll give you a quick example around this. Um, There's a a narrative that has been followed um, where black people are told, okay, um, this is fine. You feel this, but you need to say it like that. You need to say it like that. There is nothing new in what we're saying right now that has not been said in the past five years, actually. 
you know. Um, and then you have the likes of uh, the guys who are in there who tell you that they don't know anything about um, white capital or white wealth or whatever you choose to, to call it. It's a lie, man. It's a lie. Those guys are quite smart. You know, they've got all these terms. They've been reading Marx. They've been reading all these uh, funny things. Um, and then they have the audacity to come to the show and tell you that they don't know anything about that. What is that? They, they'll tell you racism is not um, such huge an issue. And I mean, I was thinking to myself, it was if I was in that interview, I probably would have felt the need to walk out if not respond in the same way that Rory was um, responding. You know what I mean? Khamotso, in your mind, and Rory, I suppose this is a question to you, maybe we'll get Khamotso to answer first, but what is it that uh, white people are missing? Like, what's the one thing white people are missing, specifically in conversations like that? Uh, an important question, um, Andrew, and I'll, I'll be quite blunt with you. This is not an immoral question. It's an economic question, and it's about protection of privilege. So the first thing is, if you acknowledge that there is one or two things that are wrong in how things are going, then it puts a burden on you. If you want to view it like that, if you don't have an interest in the struggles of black people, it becomes a burden um, to say, what then do I do? How do I respond um, to this issue? Um, another, another quick example, um, if, if, you, if you let me. Look at um, the Seas Must Fall thing. And I think I've mentioned this on the show before. Um, Peace Must Fall came across as this new thing, the same way in which the conversation you had last week came across to some people as a new thing where uh, people were surprised at this thing. But just before Peace Must Fall, in um, Johannesburg, um, the, 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 the elite uh, areas, what you had is the likes of TUT and the likes of UKZN have been saying this thing, but they have been ignored. Mm. You get know what I mean? They've been ignored and we have presented as these rascals. And I mean, there's a, there's a nice article that was written by Mwiseni around um, protest and the illusion of protest as this peaceful thing. And if you look at um, examples around the world, you'll see that protest is seldom as peaceful because when people talk about this thing from a moral perspective, they get ignored because those who have an interest in changing a few things don't necessarily uh, find it as, as, as immediate um, as, as other people. So for me, the issue is privilege. Um, and privilege is a very tricky thing. You don't only see it in white people. You see it in men also, how they relate with women and, 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 and other things like this. So people will tell you that, okay, um, yeah, I understand. But, I mean, the, the things you're asking are too much and, and, and things uh, of, of, of that nature. So I think for me it's, it's privilege. And once we understand the nature of privilege and how people will go all out to protect it, um, that's when you get onto something. So just, just to make it immediate with, with, with regards to last week, um, I just said this now that I do not have a question in my mind that those guys are talking nonsense when they say they don't know what white privilege is. They don't know what um, uh, what this racism um, looks like or whether it's immediate or not. So very quickly, I think uh, part of... Uh Part of what might be confusing uh, for some yeah. of, for some of our listeners is, and then Sitle, poor guy. Uh, mm. w- w- are you able to articulate what the issue is uh, with with a Sitle? Um, I think this is just as it came across to me. Sitle, first let me say that you asked some nice questions, and I think what what comes out is when you ask him that speaking. You're coming from Umlazi. Um, and I haven't, so for me, as a Kumoto from somewhere, I haven't been to Umlazi. But I can tell you that of, of, of the many conversations I have had with people who are from um, uh, KZN and those who have been there once or twice, I'll tell you that it's a township like other townships. There's crime, there's a, a few other things. So these things have happened there, you know. So what, what for me, Sisha is going through is some kind of a double consciousness. And, and I think that he would benefit from the likes of Afanashe and the conversations he had um, in the Roots, uh, what, what is the, what's the Roots? The Roots first, first lecture. Or something. Yeah. yeah. He would benefit from that. Um, where I think that the, 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 the idea was that the coconut uh, um, was, was this revolting or um, something like that. So essentially, um, it's the idea of a coconut who spends a whole lot of time with um, people who don't necessarily um, understand the nature of racism, white privilege, and, and privilege in general. Um, and then they come back to say that um, human beings are human beings, which is absolutely bullshit. 
Khamoto, I'm going I'm to have to leave it there. Thank you. Keep listening and thank you so much for listening to, to last week's show. No worries. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thank it, for the man. work. Thank it going, you. man. Interesting, Lorato says on Twitter, this topic in response from white people all goes back to white privilege and not having a faint idea of what black pain and struggle is. Rory, there's an interesting question around um, two things that, that Khamoto said that, that have made me interested. One is this white privilege thing. I don't think a lot of white people have activated white privilege in their own mind, i.e. they've made it real for themselves in their own mind, right? And I really mean this. I truly mean that there are a lot of white people that read articles about this white privilege thing because it's become a big fad amongst lefties and blah, 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 blah. But they haven't actually realized what that privilege means in their own life. So that's the first thing. So let me turn this around on you and might feel a little unfair, but let's talk about about you last week. Cool. You have, right? Or we assume you have. No, I have. Um, then we, we left, we left the studio and you, you're feeling uncomfortable. Mm. You're like, I don't know if I was true to, to, to what I truly feel. So, so what is that? And what prevented you from perhaps expressing yourself in the way that you felt would have made you comfortable leaving the studio? It's a good question. And I'm not sure exactly how to answer it. I think there, there was a part of me that was saying I had no, I didn't need to get involved in the conversation because my fellow partner was dealing with certain things um, in terms of broadcaster and I didn't need to step in. And um, yeah, that wasn't, I, I don't know, I just felt like that wasn't my conversation to have. I was irritated though because their attitude specifically was around what they call these lefties. And I'm sure they see me as, as this like white liberal lefty and, and I suppose the moderate Rory that you were speaking about earlier. And, you know, like, I'm just, I'm sick and tired of these white, moderate, liberal labels. I mean, what are the fuck are all these terms? What do they mean? You know, hmm. the truth is I'm not trying to prove a point by highlighting injustices. Speaking up when women get mistreated, when black people get mistreated, when Muslims or Shembez get mistreated. It's not because I'm standing up for the voiceless. It's because for too long I was that voice that I didn't question the narratives that we're used to. That's the truth. I think that. To be honest, and this is very hard and difficult for me to say, Raw, mm. I am homophobic. Mm. And if I'm honest, I am racist. Mm. And I'm ashamed to say that I've used sentences in the past like, I don't hate gays as long as they don't, you know, do that stuff near me. Mm. And when I was in high school, I was that boy that said, it's not that I don't like black women. I'm just not attracted to them. Mm. You see, if you put a mirror up to yourself and holding it to yourself after, you know, often and over and over again, I ask myself, what the fuck, dude? Like... How can you dislike someone because of the way they love or the way they look? I've been socialized so much and that's the problem. I didn't even recognize the the way that I've been socialized and how it has affected me. And and I think that's that's probably a message that I would, you know, when apartheid was happening, uh, a lot of people really felt justified in their views, strongly so, right? Uh when 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 Nelson Mandela was characterized as uh, uh um uh what's What's the thing the guys that bomb up uh that bomb up in the Middle East? What do you call <laughs> terrorists. <laughs> terrorists, sorry. I was like, where are you going terrorists. with this? All right. When Nelson Mandela was regarded as a terrorist, there were a lot of people who were very, you know, yes, you know, he can't be doing this, he can't be doing that, he can't be doing this. And we need to ask ourselves as a generation, if we aren't blinded as well, where we're seeing these things and we're we're rationalizing them on all sides. Mm. And 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 what does this mean for us moving forward? And I think it's something that we have to ask ourselves, even for the show, Andrew, yeah. and and I think even as Cliff Central turns two years old, is what is the contribution we want to make sure. to moving this country forward? Right? Because when you and I come here, we come here with this view that it's not just about and and we could do a show where we we just engage with each other, make it make all of ourselves feel good about how we feel. We've challenged each other, for example, on homophobia. We've done shows on that. We've done mm. we've done shows on a lot of things that are sacred cows to ourselves as well, right? Because we're trying to figure out a way to move forward. But for that to be meaningful, for those conversations to be meaningful, we need to come in with hearts and minds that are open to engaging and learning from one another. Not, it's not about winning, winning an argument. Yeah, and I think the other thing is that, you know, <clears throat> when, frankly speaking, comes to the mic, we are not coming in as these broadcasters. We are bringing our emotion, you know. Um, I'm not trying to be the best white I have huge problems. You're not trying to be the most polite black person. You know, we've got major issues that we have to deal with that come from us. 
And you know, Rory, it's hard. It's hard to to hear Tukozo Club is you know lashing out at white people and giving the land back because I'm also a white guy. He also wants land from me in the metaphorical sense, you know. Mm. And it's difficult because I have no idea what I need to do there. Mm. I have no idea how to act. You know, when when you say you're angry at white people, you're also angry at me. Let me take us back to to a show that we did. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I can't even remember if it was when we had Deborah Patter on, mm. and she said she said something that I think has resonated with me yesterday. Was the anniversary of Mandela being inaugurated as yes. a first as a as as a first uh, president of democratic South Africa, and she said, "We as white people, uh, Deborah was saying, have to be ashamed of how we have we have spat in the face Mandela uh, uh, issued offered an olive, offered, olive, offered branch, an, yeah. an olive branch to us, and we have just spat in the face of everything that that meant. Right? He didn't have to do that." He really didn't. Mm. This country could have gone up in flames. We don't have to live in this 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 order that we live in. It doesn't have to be that way. Mm. It really doesn't. Uh, this this whole country can go up in flames. The fact that you are that that they're burning tires in their townships, uh, as as many black people do when they're protesting, and they're not burning them on your front door, that doesn't have to be the case. And I think we live in this false sense of security and this false sense of thinking that. Oh, things will always remain this way. What makes you think that? What makes you believe that? What makes you believe that at some point, just as a random waitress became the target of what was seen as aggression from Dogoza and his friend, what makes you think that that won't happen to you? Because mm. that was a random waitress. She was, she, you know, she was just ha- going about her business, normal day, and that happened. If you see that as an act of aggression, and then you see what's happening in this country and, and escalation, then you have to believe that over, over, over the medium to long term, those acts of aggression are going to get more, and they're going to get uh, more intense. It won't just be words next time. Mm. And, and if, we don't, if we don't catch a wake-up about uh, engaging one another and engaging with where this all begins, then, you know, here's the thing. My dad, my parents' generation suffered uh, suffered at the hands of, 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 of white people, right? They, they suffered and, and it was painful. I know the stories. I've seen the literal scars on their backs. I don't want to sit in this generation and to experience the same thing, that, that same condescending act. Why, why should I experience that as well? Right? And so it's going, it gets to a point where you, the, the anger is just going to, to come to a friend of mine said to me, and Rory, here's the interesting thing that these guys don't get is if they start losing you, the guy that is trying to have a conversation, if now they're starting to lose you, what does it say? Because most of us have already left the conversation. We're done. We left the building ages ago. We left the building yeah. ages ago, and we've been telling you to stop talking and, and, and get on with this. Now they're starting to lose you, the one who's trying. What do you think is going to happen uh, in the medium to long term? When, when you start losing us, then we don't want to talk and we don't, then we're not interested in dialogue anymore. Mm. And, and those of us that have tried to have a conversation have been proven wrong. As people have been telling us, you're wasting your time. These people, you, you can engage with our heads and whatever. It's not doing a difference. You've lost us. Then what do you think is going to happen? Mm. It's very difficult. Like, and, and I must say, I'm feeling personally quite emotional about it because there's something in this, which is to say, and and this was the point that I wanted to bring up with Khamotu, this idea of collectivization that they were talking about, the idea of a black man and a white man, you know, and how do how do we get to be seen as individuals within the society? Is is that even going to be part of our narrative in this I generation? Don't think, I don't think we have that luxury. In as much as uh, the majority of young black of, of black people don't have the luxury to 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 be born into a family that that will that will secure them their futures and we don't have that luxury mm. right they our our, <clears throat> our lives will forever be tied to what's happened in the past and it's our role to change and redefine the future but we aren't going to do that as long as we deny it and this is the thing about our generation is we're going to be a generation of losers collectively if our generation passes as nothing's changed. Mm, nothing's changed. We're still where we are. The things we see on social media, Matt Tennyson is of this generation. So it's not even, oh, these are the older. Mm. He's of this generation. And his he friends. He was born he, after 1994. He was born a born free. 
And this idea that no, racism is not an issue. The born free generation just need to die and it will sort itself out. No, it won't. We know how it happens, right? We play <clears throat> together on the playgrounds in primary school, in high school less so. And then we get to the stage of being, of, 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 you know, where we're in varsity and so on, where we, we no longer hang out and we become socialized in, in the, in, we become dipped in the history of our country. And we, we, we inherit all of those things, the hurts and the anger of the past. Yeah, I mean, Rory, the one thing that I wanted to say, just be, I mean, this hour has gone exceptionally quickly um, and we're going to have to start wrapping up. But the one thing that I wanted to say and ask you is a lot of people heard your anger last week and they think about black anger and, and they're scared of that. But there are other emotions going on with you as well. Did you feel sadness at any stage? Maybe not during the interview, but afterwards, was there a feeling of, you know, like just totally hopelessness because this continues? Yeah, it, it's what I said to you. You, why do we bother, right? I, I had, I had a question when I left here. Why, right? The guys that we're speaking to, as you said, are, are listeners of the show, right? Their, their, their little platform there was established out of them engaging with our show for a long time some they had even roman had even been a guest on our show before as a listener and then you say we've been having these conversations for two years and these guys that have been listening to us probably more dedicatedly than 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 others are still here what's the point right what 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 is the point uh and and when people when people can come with such big contradictions about empathy you're able to empathize with the emotions of a white waitress somewhere but you're unable to empathize with the emotions of black people that are saying this hurts right and you and you deal with that in a very condescending way clear contradictions the contradictions around politeness how you expect it from me you don't expect it from gareth cliff uh when when he when he speaks about somebody else clear contradiction right clear contradictions about uh what we believe we stand for as a people right and then you ask yourself are we wasting our time look is this hour and the hours that we spend preparing for our show is it better spent uh, elsewhere is it better spent with us uh you know just getting on with our lives and living for us because yes we we're individuals right so mm. let's just why why must we you and i are incredibly busy people professionally we've got demanding jobs and we come here and then i leave and like have you answered that question or have you answered it yet? I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. We're going to wrap up. It's been one hour checking out and reflecting on, on a show that uh, happened last week. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't uh, read uh, or, or listened to the podcast, check it out on cliffcentral.com forward slash frankly speaking and then have a listen to this show afterwards. I think it'd be worthwhile. Been lots of tweets we didn't get to, lots of WeChats. You want to mention one quickly? Well, Mark, I'm just going to mention a few. Mark Mapori says, uh, a person who is brutally honest with the emotions is a step closer to enlightenment, understanding that emotions are raw and uncensored. You will not be surprised that anger is not irrational. We had a number of other interesting tweets, and we we thought we'd uh, we'd get to all of them. I've got ten pages of tweets. Ten pages got, of yeah. tweets that we got. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of opinions. Let's keep the conversations going. I think uh, the conversation is important, but I think it's conversation between sincere hearts that are all aiming towards the same goal, which is getting ourselves out of the mess that the past generations have put us in. Mm. Now, Rory, just as a small aside, uh, I was in the gym. Uh, the other day and uh, I was just coming out of the shower I know this sounds really weird I was at the shower and then there's this huge guy and he came up to me and he said the following you want to you want to do a dick measuring competition we can whip it out right fucking here have yourself a lovely lovely fantastic yeah, Wednesday like, like you, try, you try and bury the hatchet and you like <laughs> never never you can you can you can get uh, you can uh, forget but you can never forget you know all right, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Have a lovely day. Check out the podcast, www.cliffcentral.com. Frankly speaking, forward slash. Ciao, ciao. Cliff Central.